You are listening to Open Stance Audio, presented by Cliff Drysdale Tennis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Open Stance Audio, the daily tennis podcast. And I apologize for a couple days of missed episodes. Obviously, yesterday was Independence Day, July 4th here in the United States. And so that's not a work day here. Uh, obviously, Wimbledon's going on and um, you know, missed a couple episodes there. Uh, but we got to catch up. We got to talk about the story, I think, of the tournament so far. And that is you know, rampant amounts of seeds, you know, being upset. Um, I want to say upset in quote, in quotations, um, because I think some of them are upset, some of them um, maybe aren't so surprising. And uh, so today's episode, I want to, you know, what actually, what actually is an upset? You know, what, what are the, what are the factors that would contribute to a match being an upset? An upset obviously would be when a player you feel should not beat the other player actually does win um and obviously you know you look at both the men's and women's draws i think like eight or ten players of the top 20 20 in the top 25 um are already out of the tournament by the third round and um you know for a lot of i think casual fans that can be super surprising even for fans that watch a lot of tennis they feel like you know what's happening to these players um what factors lead to an upset um and so, you know, is it, is it just that the top players aren't as good, as good anymore? And I certainly don't think that's the case. Um, but also understanding that the rankings aren't everything. And so that's where I want to start today. You know, you look at some of these upsets. You know, I look at some of these upsets. Uh, you know, take, for example, on the women's side, Blinda Bencic versus Caroline Garcia. Um, Garcia is the number six in the world, number six seed, and she loses in the first round. Um, is that an upset? Well, you know, maybe not. Um, Certainly, Garcia is a great player, top 10, but Blinda Bencic has always been a very talented player. Her ranking is not that high right now, but she has always possessed a game that can play on grass. Um, she takes the ball early, she gets low. Um, so those are factors that would go into her actually, you know, maybe not being so much of the underdog. I would still say that was kind of a 50-50 match, but Bencic won it. Um, so is that an upset? Well, you tell me. I don't think that's actually as big of an upset as you'd understand. Um, then you look at another one, like Donna Vekic defeated Sloane Stephens in the first round. Obviously, Sloane Stephens coming off the final of Wimbledon, um, you know, defending U.S. Open champion, number four in the world. She loses easily to Donna Vekic. Um, but there's other factors that go into, you know, is that actually something that is totally shocking, right? Um, Stephens makes the final of the French Open and, you know, has to come back, didn't play any events on the grass, a surface where you really need a lot of matches, didn't play any Vekic has always been good on grass, on fast services, goes out and plays a style of play that is going to give Sloan trouble because Sloan hits with a topspin. Topspin doesn't do much on grass. Vekic rolls by her. Is that a big upset? I think it was a minor upset. I certainly don't think it was shocking them. That being said, there were certainly some major upsets. You know, Tatiana Maria defeating Alina Svitolina in the first round was a total shock. Um, and then maybe, maybe even more surprising was um, Dietchenko beating Sharapova in the first round. Um, you know, those are certainly, you know, very surprising things. But, but you know, when, when you actually understand what does it take to upset a player, you know, tennis, again, I want to go back to the rankings. Rankings are not everything. Rankings are, um, the current ranking system rewards big tournaments, rewards big, big, you know, sort of big results. 
you know, you look at somebody like Jack Sock right now, who has a thousand points from Paris. He's going to hold his ranking in the top 20 for a long time, but he's five and 14 this year. And so clearly he's not playing like a top 20 player by any means, not even close in fact, but the ranking system rewards you having, you know, great events. If you play a big tournament and you can either win it or make the final or the semis, you get rewarded that for that in your ranking. And that ranking won't drop. Those points won't drop for a year. And so the ranking system isn't always the best indicator of who is actually playing best. So, so I like to take rankings almost out of the equation um, when I look at, you know, what is going to, um, what's, what player is going to be favored. And the first thing you have to look at is like head-to-head matchups. Um, you know, I think if you listen, I'll link below a podcast I did maybe in January with uh, Ricky Diamond where we talked about how, you know, he previews and picks matches. Um, and we talked about some of this. You know, look at the head-to-head. Has this player succeeded um, in this particular matchup before? Because tennis is a match-up sport. You could be ranked 80 in the world and you might have a 4-0 head-to-head against the number 10 ranked player in the world because you can expose their weakness or they... Um, their strength doesn't affect you. Um, tennis is a matchup sport. You know, we, we've all gone out there and we feel like we play amazing and we can beat somebody that, that is like really good, but then there's a player that we feel isn't very good, but they always beat us, right? It's because, you know, the le- whether it's a lefty versus a righty or whether it's somebody who's with a lot of topspin versus somebody who takes the ball really early and hits the ball really flat. Tennis is a matchup sport. And I look at these upsets so far and, and many of them are, and some of them are upsets. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I look at one like today, probably the biggest upset of the tournament was um, Guido Pella, def- you know, beating Marin Cilic, being two sets of love down. Cilic certainly, you know, defending finalist at Wimbledon, um, playing great, one in Queens. Uh, Pella, a, really a grass, a, a clay court specialist, and then loses in five. That's a massive upset, right? I have no reason to say that's not a massive upset. In fact, that's one of the bigger upsets, I think, of the year. Um, you know, Cilic losing that early to somebody who typically would not play that well on this surface. Um, but then look on the flip side of that. Radu Albot beat Pablo Carinobusta in the first round. Carinobusta top 15 in the world. Um, again, super solid player, but not, does not play a style that's good on grass. You know, he's much more of a clay court player or a slow hard court player. Grass is basically the total opposite. You have to be able to be more offensive. You have to be able to get more free points out of your serve. You have to understand uh, movement in a much more aggressive way. You know, you can't defend nearly as easily. So Albot winning that isn't that shocking, even though he's ranked, you know, 70 places below him. Um, you know, same thing. Diego Schwartzman against Yuri Vesely today. Once again, Schwartzman, the seed, I think 14 seed, falls to Vesely. But again, Vesely, a bigger serve, um, likes to come to net. Schwartzman loves to stay back at the baseline. And so those game styles don't always translate to grass. And so the surface and... Um, the matchup itself should be value, should be rated so much higher than the actual rankings of the players, in my opinion, of course, because more than ever now, there the rankings are not. I think you do not paint an accurate picture of who is actually the best. They certainly are a good representation of that, you know, and the best players will rise to the top. There's no doubt, but there are hundreds and hundreds, and I mean probably a thousand great players on both the men's and women's tour, especially I would say, I would say, you know, the depth on the men's tour way down, like talking about like 600 to 1,000 is still fantastic. I would say to about 500 on the WTA is still very good. And, you know, I absolutely believe in my mind that if somebody ranks 200 could beat a top 20 player on any given day. Um, it just has to be the right matchup on the right surface at the right time. And so more than ever, you know, these rankings, you can't, 
just and, and it's one of my pet peeves obviously you know we listen to some of these commentators say oh this is a massive upset the number 100 ranked player beats number 10 um, but you know you have to understand that maybe somebody is excels um, on that surface or maybe somebody you know exposes the weakness of another player in a in a in a certain way and so as we as you watch the rest of Wimbledon you know you'll hear about all of these upsets but make sure you understand that just because somebody's ranked higher or lower doesn't or is seated or isn't seated doesn't necessarily mean that you know they should win the match again I take it back to Jack Sock again he's been seated at every event he's played this year has he been upset every single time I don't think so I think early on he was getting upset you know he shouldn't have lost his matches on the hard courts because he's a good hard court player but when you start losing that much you're not you shouldn't you're not going to be the favorite anymore because confidence and level of play at a certain time also you know has an impact on on who is the favorite in a match if somebody's been playing really well then they're probably going to keep playing well if somebody hasn't been playing well it's sort of an upset if they all of a sudden turn it around so these ideas of upsets and what actually creates one what you know what what is defined as an upset i think is kind of misinterpreted in the modern era and i just wanted to talk about that today as you know you'll hear so many media outlets i think talking about how seeds are just flying out of the tournament and um, and whatnot as the tours get deeper again there are just so many good tennis players in the world now just so many that it, it's actually shocking to me how many good tennis players there are and i don't think anyone actually understands um you know you can go to you can go to matches in college and juniors um, in futures and, and just see these incredible players who the margins are so small now and so to actually be uh, at the top of the world is a huge accomplishment so that's it for today um, Wimbledon day five tomorrow and uh, Friday and then a nice weekend of tennis we'll see you tomorrow for another episode hope you enjoy uh, the grass court season and see you tomorrow